For two million bucks, you can be buried next to Marilyn Monroe. And knights are battling it out in New York's Central Park, while a British village is on the hunt for a vandal who pours baked beans on people's cars and front doors. These are the weird stories for Thursday on Weird AF News. I'm your host, Jonesy. Now, this is the only daily weird news podcast hosted by me. (laughs) Good news, guys. You can now be buried in a crypt next to Hugh Hefner and Marilyn Monroe for only $2 million. Do you guys uh, have plans for your, your corpse after you kick it? Have you paid for your funeral already? Do you have $2 million laying around? Do you want to be next to Marilyn Monroe? Your corpse can lie in close proximity to her body. And Hugh Hefner. Which, really, who gives a shit about Hugh Hefner? But Marilyn Monroe? Big time. You can lay next to her for eternity. Uh, Unless there's a massive earthquake and uh, all of Los Angeles sinks into the ocean. And then you can float next to her body for eternity. (laughs) Her body. Her skeleton. Uh, so it's $2 million, and uh, this is something you get to brag about before you die, which is great. You can tell everybody, hey, you know where I'm going to go when I'm dead? The irony in that is once you're dead, you're not going to give a shit. So I guess all you really get out of it is the idea of it while you're alive and the bragging rights that you get while you're alive. The cemetery is located in Los Angeles. It's called the Pierce Brothers Westwood Village Memorial Park, where celebrities, including Truman Capote and Natalie Wood, are buried. The spot that you can you can pay for is two spots down from Marilyn Monroe's with Hugh Hefner in between. Uh, the granite crypt plot in question was purchased in 1977 by theatrical composer and lyricist Jerry Herman, known for his work as the composer for Hello, Dolly, La Caja Fall. Following his death, he ended up buried next to his mother in New Jersey. It's a poor guy. <laughs> he has to go to New Jersey. His remaining family decided to put the crypt back on the market for $2 million bucks. I've actually been to this cemetery because it's quite famous. People go there. To see the Marilyn Monroe grave, really. Uh, I was brought there by one of my talent agents many years ago when I was out in Los Angeles just visiting. Very strange fellow. He took me to a cannabis dispensary first, which was the first one I'd ever been to because at the time it had just kind of, it was just kind of happening in Los Angeles, the whole dispensary thing. And I wasn't even allowed to go in because I didn't have a medical card. So I waited for him. He came out, took me to the cemetery. We got high. Next to Marilyn Monroe's grave. I'm like, this is a strange way to connect with my talent agent. But, uh, and I'm not sure if this is very professional on his part, but whatever. I was having a good time. <laughs> and then he, he got way too high and told me all of his dreams to be a theatrical actor. And he nearly cried. <laughs> it was very strange. <laughs> At the time, Hugh Hefner, I don't think, was dead. I don't think he was in there. But definitely Marilyn was there because I do remember being at her grave next to him as he told me his... Stories about being a theatrical child actor. And I really thought he was going to burst into tears. And I was like, this is about to get really comfortable. But Marilyn was there to keep me company. They give some other information about the plots. For instance, Hugh Hefner paid 75000 for his plot. Uh, he was laid to rest there in 2017. He must have bought that a long time ago. He wanted to be next to Marilyn, apparently. He was on the left side. On her right side is a producer and Hollywood memorabilia collector by the name of Tom Gregory, who put his plot up for sale for 700000 in 2014. 
after originally buying it the decade before for three hundred and fifty thousand. So, oh, he's probably not even buried in it. It's just an empty plot, I assume. He's just making an investment. Pretty good investment. Doubled his money in a couple of years. The real estate market is surprisingly hot at this cemetery, it says, as the space above Maryland's has also been sold recently. The widow of businessman Richard Poncher removed her long-deceased husband in 2009 and attempted to resell his plot for $4.6 million, which makes $2 million feel like a bargain. Oh, people are just uh, trying to make a buck on these plots. Can you imagine? You dig up your dead husband because you need, you need to sell the plot for some money and you bury him in Jersey <laughs> or, or out in Winnetka, <laughs> someplace like that. Wow, who knew you could invest in cemetery plots? Well, anyways, guys, if you want to be buried adjacent to two of the sexiest people ever to walk the face of the earth for two million bucks, here you go. Knights are battling it out in New York's Central Park. Walk by New York's Central Park one Saturday a month and you might hear, rip his head off! As gladiators in medieval armor strike each other with axes and steel swords, real swords, real steel. In one-on-one matches, members of Gladiators NYC, they wear full armor like helmets and chainmail. Some of it weighing up to 100 pounds. What do they do with all this equipment? All of this armor and steel swords and axes? Well, they bash each other in the head. <laughs> they, they violently kick, punch, and throw each other onto the ground using full contact mixed martial arts techniques. In what are three one-minute rounds in melee matches, up to four knights fight to the finish until one is left standing. This is Gladiators NYC. Gladiators NYC is the flagship program for free martial arts and fitness nonprofit Santa's Knights, which was founded by 40-year-old Damien DeGrazia eight years ago. For DeGrazia, who has a background in finance, his way of helping the community, he thought, would be to start a nonprofit offering free martial arts and fitness classes to everyone who seeks them, which is lovely. But how do you get from there to actually swinging steel swords at people's chins. That's what I want to know. Is that really helping the community? I mean, it's certainly entertainment. I would totally watch that all afternoon with a, with a, a, a jar of iced coffee spiked with whiskey. Uh, here's a quote from DeGrazia. We just hit the core of it, which is uh, we want people to be healthy. We want people to do fitness. And when you start to do more fitness, you eat more healthy. You change your lifestyle. I'm saving lives, guys. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> Are you, Damien? <laughs> it sounds to me like you're putting people in danger. That's just me. I haven't seen the battles. I have on YouTube, though, watched professional knights uh, fighting in rings. I forget what the name of the... There's like a knights league of some sort. It's not four people at the same time. It was just two people swinging axes and swords at their heads. And like really doing it, too. Really trying to maim someone. At least it looks that way. And there's a referee in the ring. It's kind of like a boxing match, but between knights, as you can imagine. Actually, more like an MMA match, but with weapons and armor. It looks quite fun. But like only if you know what you're doing and you have years and years of training. You don't just show up to the park and start swinging an axe at somebody. <laughs> that's, I think, I don't think that's what you do. <laughs> I think we move, I think we like you level up to the full armor fighting to the death with a broadsword. So 
you know, if you happen to live in New York City, I don't recommend you going and participating. But I, I do recommend you going and watching it. I would, I would totally watch it. I mean, who, who doesn't want to get high and watch some knights fighting on the grass, like, a, like a cluster of knights? You know, like you're watching some Monty Python Holy Grail scene of some sort, and then like this killer rabbit just comes out of a cave and bites the neck off. Well, that's no ordinary rabbit. That's the most foul, cruel, and dangerous creature you ever set your eyes on. A British village is on the hunt for a vandal who pours beans on people's front doors. That's right. The police department in Waverley, which is a borough in southeast England, has posted on its Facebook page that it would like help. Any information you may have to help them solve these baked bean related crimes. <laughs> this is absolutely true. It's such a strange crime, by the way, just to put baked beans on, on people's doorsteps and whatnot. And I'm guessing not much is going on in Waverley. Here's a quote from the Facebook page. Local officers have received reports of incidents in Warnush where beans and other food has been poured onto residents' front doors and cars overnight. The victims are understandably distressed by this unacceptable baked bean-related behavior. <laughs> and the Facebook post included an image of four empty cans of beans, presumably discarded by the perpetrator. Now, uh, did you think of maybe dusting the baked bean cans for fingerprints guys and getting on the case like really doing some super sleuthing there's also a photo of some unfortunate locals bean drenched driver's side door oh they put it on the driver's side door my guess is right next to the handle the door handle that's how you get somebody irate now the waverly police say that officers will continue to patrol the area <laughs> keeping an eye out for anything suspicious <laughs> Like maybe a shifty-looking person carrying like a bag of canned baked beans, or something? like in the early morning hours, maybe. <laughs> what are you looking for? <laughs> oh man, why don't you patrol the supermarkets and just go through everybody's cart as they're leaving the store to see if they got a cans of baked beans? <laughs> make them uh, just make them prove to you that they're actually going to eat the beans. You eat the beans right now, all right? Were you going to cook them tonight at dinner? All right, I'll be by with the crew. We want to see you and your family eat these, eat these baked beans. <laughs> we don't trust. They're also encouraging residents on the Facebook page, if you could share your stories, if your home or your vehicle has been beaned, as they call it, beaned. <laughs> That's perfect. Well, I got beaned in, last, in the morning, right? I mean, I saw it this morning. It must have been last night, right? Got beaned. Well, they, they beaned my bicycle. <laughs> they beaned my skateboard. Oh, man, my girlfriend got beaned yesterday. Now, they got, uh, if you've experienced the beaning, they want any information you have. That it could, any of it can help identify the bean dumper. Now, the Facebook commenters haven't, uh, haven't shared any of the intel that they might have on the mysterious bean dumper. But they've made a lot of jokes about the situation. Uh, someone wrote... I hope someone spills the beans on who it might be. I, oh, big pun. Big pun. Another helpful resident wrote, Wonder how long it'll take the police to catch up with them. Oh, punny. <laughs> Very punny. A third person warned that anyone who'd consider moving to Surrey should know that the crime rate has been going up. Hey, it's been going up. Wow, the puns around this, this bean caper. <laughs> 
I mean, I'm grateful because I can't come up with these. It says here, last September, a like-minded vandal poured baked beans all over the swings and the merry-go-round at a children's park in Hampshire, England. What is with this uh, baked bean-related vandalism that's going on over there in England? It's very strange. Do you guys have anything better? Have you heard of spray paint? I mean, have you heard of bags of dog shit? (laughs) Sorry, I don't want to give you any ideas. It also says here, in 2018, a woman identified as Emma, posted on social media that someone dumped an entire can of beans on the hood of her parked car. Oh, goodness gracious. The same person also left an angry note accusing her of blocking the entrance to local businesses. <laughs> oh, this is hilarious. So it's one of these people who leave a note on your car because you parked it like an idiot, which Emma probably parked it like a moron. Emma, you deserve the note. Do you deserve the can of beans on your hood? That's, that's something we should vote on. Call the show, 646-450-2012. <laughs> Hey, my friends and loyal listeners of the show, thanks for being with me. I want to thank you for uh, sending me articles. As always, you can email me funnyjones at gmail.com or you can send them through Instagram at funnyjones. Follow me at funnyjones. Keep it going. Uh, I got a nice email from Michael, Michael Platzer, who wrote me, Hey, Jonesy, I love the article about the guy from the UK visiting places around the country with rude or funny sounding names. We got some here in Pennsylvania. Here, here we go. Bird in hand, blue ball, and intercourse. Those are located in Lancaster County. And in Juneda County, we have Licking Creek. Ooh, Licking Creek. He says, P.S. I love your English and Boston accents. Michael. Oh, thank you, buddy. Appreciate that. A lot of people do not like my English accent. They think it's terrible. And it probably is. <laughs> But it's definitely better than my Australian accent, That's, which is better than my Scottish accent. Um, I think maybe my German accent is the best. You know, of course, I'd knock it out of the park with the Boston accent, but that's just, that's just easy for me. Thanks for the email. You guys can always uh, drop me a note anytime for any reason. It's totally fine. Uh, you can call the show as well, 646-450-2012. I'm going to publish some phone calls after this. And uh, what else did I want to say? Oh, yeah. Uh, sh- support the show by writing a review on either iTunes or Amazon. I'll read it on the show. Maybe I'll sing it. I'll sing it on the show if you leave me a review on either iTunes or Amazon, which really are the only places that I know you can leave a review. If you leave a review elsewhere, please do a screenshot and send it to me so I'm, I'm aware of it because otherwise I won't be aware of it that you left me a review. Today's Thursday, so that means tomorrow is what, guys? Florida Friday. So just send me articles, Florida stories from the week. The weirdest, most outrageous Florida news that you can come across. Just get it on over to me, okay? Uh, and check out my website, weirdafnews.com. Make sure you subscribe. All right, Jonesy, I, I've been listening, and I stopped because he started to say something about some hay frog, grass frog, and then you get up to that 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 that, that uh, poison ivy frog. And the only poison ivy frog was back in eighth grade when Crystal Sager, she bet everybody a uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwich that she was not allergic to poison ivy, and she rubbed it poison ivy, poison ivy, whatever, bad bar soap, who knows. Anyway, she rubbed it all over her face, man. She came in looking like a fat tomato. In itchy, I suppose, as well. You know, use a little fell's nap on now. It'll clear it up. You know what I mean? I, but but poison ivory fraud. Oh, oh, chili. Okay, now, y'all heard that story when you were a kid. It was like the old lady who swallowed a fly, and then she swallowed a spider, and then she swallowed a ladybug. Well, maybe the ladybug didn't jump in. Well, maybe this guy was just misinformed. He just went out of order. He's like, look, I'm going to get a ladybug because you giving some type of stats on ladybugs, you know, and parasites and whatnot. Maybe he had a ringworm, you know, uh, 
the tapeworm and uh, the ladybug. What am I saying? Jeez, Josie, I don't know, man. Ladybug, yeah. Ladybugs was a good movie with uh, Roddy Dangerfield. <laughs> I get no respect. Oh, Jonesy, everybody knows the reason this man had a, a ladybug crawling around inside his colon is because... Well, I ain't quite thought that part through yet, Jonesy. I, 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 I'll get back to you on that. But I'm not... I'm, 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 all right, all right, all right, all right. Perhaps, perhaps... Well, my Uncle Raymond, you know, at a cookout once or twice, you know, to make a dollar or two, he, he would he would take a, a, a lowing brow, right? He'd crack, he'd crack it open, and he would uh, he'd grab moths, you know, moths around the light with his fingers. And he'd bet him but a dollar that he wouldn't suck one down. So perhaps, perhaps this jackass was, I don't know, doing shooters with uh, ladybugs in him. You know... He, they're not all gonna be uh they're not all gonna be made of solid gold Jonesy I'm sorry oh jeez Jonesy I was in, I was listening to the to the show and then I would stop and I would call you I did not catch the part you said that there were cockroaches cockroaches in the man's or someone's colon now I know here in Florida we, we try to church it up a little bit and call them palmetto bugs but damn man cockroach in the colon oh man I gotta go sit on the bidet